Welcome to the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. Whether you're a backyard gardener, a market gardener, or a small-scale farmer just starting out or a seasoned grower, this show is for you. Join us as we share tips and tricks, tactics and hacks to growing food for yourself, your family, and your community, as well as sharing stories here from the field and other growers and farmers making a difference in their local food webs. My name is Cody, and I will be your host, so let's get growing. All right, episode six, season one of the Growing Food and Feeding People podcast. The show is brought to you by Simply and Easy Media, and this episode is sponsored by Simplistic Farms, bringing fresh local produce, West Michigan, one family at a time. We are back. We took our own advice and took a much-needed break and took, I don't know, two or three weeks off from creating content, and it feels great to be back. Well, it is getting cold. It just actually snowed outside today, so... Our main topic is, hey, the season's done, now what? I believe there's three things you should do right now that will help ensure success in the spring, and they're probably not what you're thinking. Before we get into that, let me ask you, who's funnier than a goofy gardener? A jolly rancher. (laughs) All right, with that being said, there's my one for the week. Uh, Let's jump right into this week's segment of This Week on the Farm. So this week on the farm... We did do a little bit of harvesting. We're pretty much wrapping that up, obviously, the snow is flying. Um, but we did harvest a few more carrots this week. We still got some in the ground that I, I'll probably leave until December um, or January. But we did harvest some carrots this week, along with some green onions and some cabbage and some beets. So right now it's really all about preparing for winter because it's here. <laughs> so we're pretty well set for it. But that being said, um, we're still doing a lot of hunting right now. It's archery season in Michigan. Um, our firearm gun season starts on Monday, the 15th. Doing a lot of hunting out of a tree right now and um, really focusing on firewood, firewood, and more firewood. I just spent uh, half of today getting the rest of what we had stacked. I think I've got about five or six cord put up right now. I've got to do about four more. Still getting after the firewood. We'll get that wrapped up here in the next week or two, uh, maybe three given gun season starts next week. So with that being said, uh, we're really focusing on that and filling the freezer with some more meat. Cutting wood to keep us warm all winter long, that's our main source of heat for the winter, so we make got to make sure we stay stocked up on that. And um, we do cut a little in the spring, but I do not like cutting firewood in the heat of the summer, not to mention we're usually way too busy in the market garden at that point. So I do a little in the spring and then really do the bulk of it here in the fall. We've been right after it now, though, for, gosh, at least a good month now. So still working on getting that wrapped up. There's definitely no need for a gym membership around here. Great source of exercise. Uh, What else did we do this week? We did get the firewood shelter put up, um, so that's all covered. Easy access, keeping the snow off it. And, uh, yeah, just been busy, busy, busy. The first winter storm is coming. It's basically hitting today and then again on Sunday. It should be really good for hunting um, Monday morning, and I couldn't be more excited. It looks like I'm going to have my son Casey come out, and he will be um, hunting with me that day, so that'll be great. He hasn't been out here hunting for a few years, so that should be a blast. With that being said, let's jump right in to this week's main topic. Growing season is over, so now what? Now, I know there's still a few of you out there with some larger operations using season extension and still growing in the hoops, uh, but for... But for about 95% of us, I would say the growing season is over, 
and I believe there are a few key things that you should do now to ensure success in the spring. Most people I know put these on the back burner till February or March, if they even do them at all. But I personally believe that's a mistake. Why now? Well, the reason why now is because the season's still fresh in your mind. Now, you may have thought we would be talking about bed prep today, but we're not. That can actually be done now or in the spring. We could do a whole episode on bed prep, and we probably will in the future, but that's not where I'm going with this conversation. I believe there are three things you should look at right now centered around what worked and what didn't. Like I said, why now? Because this season is fresh in your mind still. And you should be able to accurately think back and reflect a little bit and really nail down specifically what worked and what didn't. And I believe you should probably do this in about three specific areas. First one I like to look at is crops. And I would put this in two categories, best crops, worst crops. You know, make a list for each. Ask yourself, why? Why did that crop do great? Or why did we have crop failure? Was it the soil? Was it pests? Bugs? Was it weather? You know, Mother Nature, she can play quite a toll in things. Or was it grower error? You know, I've definitely been known to make a few mistakes out there. So after you've thought about all the crops you've grown and you've made a list of, you know, what worked, what didn't, and why, then I would go through the process for next year as to keep it or forget it and go through that same list, circle the ones you're going to keep and cross out the ones you're not and move on because depending on where you're at, there may be certain crops uh, because of the condition or the soil or, or whatever the case may be that just don't do well in your area. And that's why I'm always experimenting, trying to grow new crops, different varieties of crops, seeing what works well right here in zone B for me. I believe that's a critical part of the process and actually maximizing the space in your market garden. Figuring out what grows well in your beds. Really focusing on that so next year you can minimize crop failure, hopefully. I think there's always going to be something every year um, that affects something. But that being said, I do think you can minimize it a little bit um, by learning. Just through reflecting and kind of making a list of what worked and what didn't. Your best crops, your worst crops. And just because something didn't work doesn't mean you should necessarily scrap it. If you can reflect on it and figure out why it didn't work, there may be a solution, whether it be soil amendments or bug netting or shade cloth if it's too hot, say for lettuce. There may be a solution to the problem so that you can still grow that crop. That's the first thing that I focus in on is the crops. Best crop, worst crop. Now, the second thing that I look at is operations and infrastructure. What worked and what didn't. Remember, we're still going on that premise. So I'm going to look at my tools, um, the hoop houses, irrigation, wash pack, figure out um, if there's anything that needs fixed, replaced, or improved. Make a list for each of those. Again, while it's still fresh in your mind, you need to look into getting a different tool so you can work a little bit more efficiently or replace broken tools or maybe add another polytunnel for next year. This is the time to do that while everything is still fresh in your mind. Now. The third thing I look at is, and I think this is important right now, because you just looked at your crops, because you know at this point what crops you're going to grow again next year, now is now is the time to do your seed and soil amendment inventory. Um, again, make a list, 
of what you have and what you need, and I would order it now if possible. We all know there's still shortages going on. We've been dealing with that a little bit when it comes to ordering seeds for the last couple of years. I would say don't wait until everybody else waits and place your orders in February, March, April, May. I would do it right now if at all possible uh, because the reality is you can't grow it if you don't have the seeds. Just in the event that it may be hard to get things again in the spring, I would try to source those now. That way in the early spring you can just focus getting good starts going, getting your beds ready and getting things planted out and not even worry about seeds. So I personally believe if you just do this exercise, go through these three key things, um, all centered around what worked and what didn't, they should definitely help you start next season off on the right foot. Now, if you're a market gardener or a small-scale farmer and you do sell your vegetables, whether it be at the farmer's market or through a CSA or through an on-farm stand or just online or through a co-op, I believe there's still one more step you would still want to take right now um, because, again, everything's still fresh in your mind. Uh, so number four would be sales and marketing. This is the time you're going to want to reflect on that. I know we're not quite to the end of the year yet. However, the bulk of your sales are done. So looking at your sales and marketing, still going to the premise of what worked and what didn't. What revenue sources did you use this year? Uh, was it CSA? Was it farmer's market? Was it an on-farm stand? Um, did you focus on a special product line? Did you do consulting? Did those work for you? Um, now's the time to review that. Um, so that way, if they didn't work, you have a little bit of time to figure out how to do things differently for next year. So with your revenue sources, then you want to look at your sales process, your website. How easy is it for your customers to find you and place their order and pay for their order? Is that a seamless process? You're also going to want to look at your, your delivery or pickup schedule. How did that work? Did you do the deliveries yourself? Did you hire that out? Would you want to do anything different next year? Of course, the last part would be your marketing. How are you marketing? How are you getting the word out there? How are you getting new business? How are you retaining your current customers? Again, what worked and what didn't? Are you using social media, in-person, direct messaging, email marketing, word of mouth? What platforms are you utilizing to market your farm and your products? Now is the time to look at those so you can really analyze what worked and what didn't. What did your goals look like for the year? Did you hit them? Did you miss them? It's a great time to make new goals for next year so you can get those mapped out before the first of the year. I would do these four steps now while they're still fresh. While you can maybe still feel the sting of the mistakes um, before you get to missing the warm sunny days in the garden and the failures of the season fade and are replaced with hopes and vigor of new season, which is what should happen, right? So this is why you want to do this now. Um, so you can get past it, figure out how to do things a little bit better figure out what you want to change for next season so you can maximize space in the garden, maximize your productivity, and grow a bunch of food and feed people. Yeah! All right, you know what that sound means. It is our farm and garden word of the week. This week's term is hardening off. Now, is hardening off, A, when the ground freezes in the winter and is no longer viable for growing, B, when the first frost occurs, in the fall, is it C, the process which takes about a week to transition seedlings from greenhouse to field, or is it D, when the carrots have the perfect amount of crunchiness for harvest? 
that is seed. The process, which takes about a week, transitions your seedlings from your greenhouse out to the field. It consists of increasing the outdoor conditions and direct sunlight by about an hour every day over the course of four or five, six days, depending on what it is you're growing. So yes, it is C. So when you hear people talk about hardening off their tomatoes, that is what they're referring to. So Charles Swindell said, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Meaning it's not what happens, but how you handle it. It's really what matters. And I've said that for years because the reality is life happens, crop failures happen, but it's no big deal. Reflect and learn from what worked and what didn't. So next season can be even better than the last. And that's really the point to this entire conversation. So hopefully you have been inspired or entertained, learned something or laughed. I truly hope you're enjoying the podcast. It is great to be back. And as always, I cannot thank you enough for tuning in and joining me every week. If you'd like to continue the conversation, you can send us a chat over on Facebook at Simplistic Farms LLC, or you can comment over on YouTube at Simple Ain't Easy, Simplistic Farms. And if you'd like to support the show, or get involved with Project Feed Your Neighbor, you can find us over at patreon.com, patreon slash simplistic farms. We hope you have a great week, make somebody smile, and we'll talk again the next time.